1: Building skill as a scrapbooker is a huge benefit, but I just never knew I'd be able to make such meaningful connections with people online.
0: Welcome to Scrapbook Your Way, the show that explores the breadth of ways to be a memory keeper today. I'm your host, Jennifer Wilson, owner of Simple Scrapper and author of The New Rules of Scrapbooking. This is episode 19. In this episode, I'm joined by Tracy Fox, host of the Scrappy Like a Fox Facebook group to chat about community and memory keeping. Tracy is a self-proclaimed scrapbooking feminist nerd in Central Ohio. You may know her from her design teamwork, active online presence, and as creator of the Scraps and Site Calamity card game.
1: Hey, Tracy, how are you today? Oh, I'm great, Jennifer. It's so great to be here and to finally be talking to you uh, in kind of not in person, but you know, with voices instead of (laughs) just typing. We actually
0: text messaged very recently. We were both at Disney
1: World at the same time, but we couldn't manage to meet up. It was so funny. I know. It was so funny. It was spring break crowds. And I was just sure that we were going to somehow cross paths, but we were at different parks on different days. And then we had this near miss on the Splash Mountain queue and (laughs) it just, it didn't happen. But I, felt your presence and I was excited to know it almost happened. Yeah, and we had
0: like other the others in the online community rooting for us to get together. We were talking to other people and it was yeah, it was funny.
1: I know, it was so funny. And then I found out a couple of other scrapbookers were there too and oh, wow. that's one of the cool things about this online community that <laughs> I think we're going to talk about today. Yeah, so that is our topic today. We're going to talk all about scrapbooking and memory
0: keeping and online communities and and the importance of having friends online in addition to offline and what that looks like today, how that's evolved over time. And I think this is going to be really fun. It's a lot different than other topics we've done, but I think you're the perfect person to jump on and share. We're both Midwest girls. We like to keep things really like just friendly and warm. And we all want everyone to just have fun with their crafty time.
1: Yes, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So to kick
0: things off, just for those of you out there that may not, for those out there that may not know you, can you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Yeah, sure. So I am, um, I'm a scrapbooker living in central Ohio, uh, the Columbus area. I actually work full time at the Ohio State University as a fundraising data analyst by day. Am I allowed to say Um, Boo.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Because <laughs> I work at the University of Illinois, and we are big rivals.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I don't like sports, so I'm lo- rivalries are kind of lost on me, um, <laughs> d- you know, so no problems there. I just, I root for higher ed in general, so I think that's super cool that you you work there, but I, I get it. We can have a little bit of a rivalry.
0: I actually um, don't like sports that much either. I have picked my <laughs> college based on which one would have the least school spirit,
1: so... Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I always say I have a lot of school spirit, but not for sports, and... Uh, I used to have a t-shirt that said OSU Aesthetics Department, and I I really liked that a lot. That's awesome. I love it. Um, So that's my day job. It's kind of like my third career iteration. I actually spent some time as a middle school band director, and then I got a degree in women's studies after that. And didn't really pan out that I'm I'm like fighting social justice causes as a, in a nonprofit but I am using my nonprofit skills at work um, but I am married to a great guy we live together with a cat and uh, a million scrapbooks <laughs> and um, that's that's really me in a nutshell I have a, a niece and a bunch of nephews that make a good topic of scrapbooking for me. But for the most part, I scrapbook myself and my adventures and events I attend and time with friends. Um, so I'm, I'm a big proponent of telling your own story and your scrapbooking. Well, you make
0: such beautiful, detailed pages. They're always just so bright and colorful and fun to look at. You're like a rock star with product, but really making it your own and and, and having your own style with it. I Yeah, I love your pages so much. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. So, one of the things we always do on the podcast is share one thing that's exciting us right now.
1: Do you have something to share? I do, and it's funny that you mentioned that I use a lot of product in my scrapbooking because the thing that's inspiring me a lot lately is Crafty Jen Scows Crafty Use It or Lose It series online. Um, She has this great YouTube series, and she's turned it into kind and like even into a Facebook group. For people to sort of rally around that cause, um, but she is featuring all sorts of ways to use up your your product stash and, and declutter your product stash and either use it on pages or lose it. Um, I thought that might resonate with you too, with uh, your your decluttering goals for your hundred day project, Jennifer. Yeah,
0: heck yeah, no, yeah, I, I love that series, and I I know that there are some deep corners of my scrapbook stash that really need to be lost or or used at least once. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I actually um, reorganized a bunch of my scrap space earlier, like in January, you know, with the kickoff of the new year. And it reminded me of so many of my supplies that I hadn't been using. And it's really been fun to kind of follow her series and get inspired to focus on design and storytelling and the fun of the challenge to use things without worrying about any of the latest, greatest products or any of that kind of stuff.
0: When I love Facebook groups like that, that are really specific for, on one goal, because I think it helps to keep the conversation really constrained and you know what you're going to get when you go there. Um, I'm in some like more kind of health and wellness groups, and sometimes those can get a little bit crazy with hundreds of thousands of people and it's just, it becomes a bit much. But we're going to get yeah. into a lot of that, I think, today. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Um, So my thing is actually, it's not too big. It is um, a product from Get to Workbook, so from Elise Kripe. I actually don't use the Get to Workbook planner. I use an Erin Condren planner, but I love Elise's products. And this is a little, like, small sticky notepad that has seven lines. It's rainbow colored, so it has a date and then seven, like, boxes on it. And I love the seven because it's perfect for the days of the week. And oftentimes when I'm teaching something at Simple Scrapper, we like to do like week long challenges and events. And so I often use these to kind of outline the agenda for our classes and events. And they're just, they're so cute. They're so pretty. I've had this one for several years now. This might actually even be my second one. it's just super practical, and of course, I love supporting small businesses and folks I know online. So I will share the link to this in the show notes, and it's just something small. But if you're, especially if you're already thinking about getting one of her planners, you should pick one of those up with it too.
1: That sounds awesome. Yeah.
0: All right. So again, our topic today is all about community, and I wanted to start off by sharing what was or, or discussing what was the first online community that you became a part of of any like topic or subject matter?
1: That is such a fun question because it makes me think way back to, you know, what do we call it? Internet 2.0 or or whatever (laughs) that was. But I mean, when the internet was becoming a thing, you know, I was in high school and I think the first online communities I participated in were kind of based they were like message boards based on around fandom of certain bands that I liked. Like it was really important when I was in high school that I met people who liked my music because then I knew they were my people. Um, and, and that was really it. I mean, everybody was anonymous. You only talked about that band or the music. Um, I, not sure if I should admit, but I was a metalhead in high school, so the band was usually Megadeth. Awesome. <laughs> um, but but that was that was my online jam, and it was like the, the internet had opened up a world of discovery of people who liked what I liked when I didn't find people who who liked what I liked in my own physical community.
0: Yeah, no, I definitely went straight back to high school because I remember being on AOL and their communities there. And I don't, I know there were chat rooms and there were message boards. And I was really involved in a community called Zine Chat. And these were all girls my age and younger who were creating online zines. So this is like, we were doing like digital magazines via email and then I was like one of the first people to do like a webzine within this community. Oh my gosh. It, it, it's so funny now because I was like a blogger before blogs even existed and, and creating content in a magazine. But this is all about stuff for high school girls. We talked about oh, boys wow. and, and makeup and fashion and music and movies and all that stuff. And it's just so funny um, to, to think back to that time. Well, Be Still My Heart. That sounds just absolutely awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Mean, it was so, so cool. fun. And there was, of course, there was drama there, too. I remember we had to start our own, like, spin-off chat room for the cool kids because there were too many, you know, I don't know, whatever we called them back then that were, I don't know, killing our vibe, which that's, that's <laughs> modern language for, yeah. for what was happening. Yeah. <laughs> But it was so funny. And I it just, it, you know, what was that? That was 1996. So sure. this is what, 23 years ago?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Those early online communities were so crazy that way. Like, you know, it just all felt so alive and so happening. But at the same time, like, it, it was a separate world from what was going on in the real world, it seemed like
0: oh, in a lot of ways.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
0: All right. Now, so now transitioning to scrapbooking. What was the first <laughs> online scrapbooking community you joined?
1: Okay. So I started scrapbooking in 2004, and almost immediately after I discovered scrapbooking through a Creative Memories party. Okay. I discovered creating Keepsakes magazine, uh-huh. and that opened up the world of like, oh, I can use whatever products I want, and you know, it just made me get so excited about all the different creative options there were in scrapbooking. And I imagine that they must have advertised this in the magazine. I can't fully remember, but there were CK forums online. Okay, Um, So they had these online discussion forums that were run by the magazine's website, but they were real, you know, kind of old school forum style sites where you had different boards and topics and threads. And I would just spend hours in those forums talking to people, Usually all about just like tips and tricks and what's the best adhesive for this and what's the, what, what does this tool do? And I feel like it was very nuts and bolts. Maybe there were some meaningful conversations that I just don't remember, but it was a lot of just like getting my feet wet and discovering how this hobby worked. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's so funny that I spent so much time there doing that because I, around that time, I started working at my local archivers. So it's not like I was hurting for, information about scrapbooking or for friends who scrapbooked because I saw people like regularly at the time who scrapbooked but something about that online community let me dig deeper and just talk about people really talk with people who spoke my language about scrapbooking
0: well I think I think that language thing and that comes up so often um when when people, especially when people meet in person as well, it's like oh my gosh! Like I'm so glad that I met you online because we met, we like spoke the same language, and you, you find a way to connect that you aren't able to do um, exactly otherwise because you 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 know these ling you know the lingo and you know the the personalities. I remember this right. this random person messaged to me, and she's like, "Hey, I live in your town." And, you know, I know you like scrapbooking. I'm, I, I'm on your email list. Do you want to get together? And I'm like, oh, my gosh, some crazy person's going to murder me. And, <laughs> but I'm like, okay, let, let's have coffee. And she turned out to be this this delightfully nice woman. But we were able to connect and say, like, oh, you know who Allie Edwards is and Stacey Julian, and we know, we know the, the lingo and the people,
1: and we were able to, you know,
0: develop deeper connections because of that.
1: That's so fun. And isn't it funny? I mean, we really did approach those kind of IRL meetups with a little bit of trepidation, because it was like we had been taught that you're not supposed to do that, or that you should be a little wary of it. And people always use these handles instead of their names. and Mm -hmm. It's just, yeah, it was really different. Yeah.
0: So let me see. Um, so the first online scrapbooking, it had to have been two peas in a bucket for me. But I wasn't super involved there. I just know that was the first thing I found. I I dabbled in scrapbooking a little bit in 2005 uh, and then kind of had some other things going on in my life. It was really in 2008 that I really – discovered it but I came at it from a digital perspective in the beginning and so I, I downloaded some freebies there but I think it was really more in some of the digital scrapbooking communities that I, I really started to get more involved. Um, I hung out at Sweet Shop Designs quite a bit but I, I really got involved at Digi Shop Talk and I actually worked there for I don't know four or five years. I, had a, I ran their magazine there and eventually like kind of ran the community and I don't remember exactly how that all... Left and, and ended, but um, I was super involved over there, and I and I had a good time, and and met so many of the people now that I know from digital scrapbooking in that space.
1: That's awesome. So I didn't really learn about the digital scrapbooking community at all until like I I came to learn about it from like paper clipping roundtable and mm-hmm. its spinoff digi show. But did you find that digital scrapbooking communities were a little bit more progressive or plugged in digitally in their online? like discussion communities? Or was it kind of the same? So I guess I'm wondering, I think of digital scrapbookers as being a little bit more on the cutting edge of everything going on digitally. So I wonder, did you find that digital scrapbooking communities were a little more prevalent or further along than maybe communities based around paper scrapbooking? I definitely
0: felt there was a huge divide. It was like an us versus them thing. And and there's that certainly still exists to an extent. Um but there wasn't, there wasn't a lot of crossover. And, and I think I've mentioned this, I don't know if it was on this show or when we, we had a members-only podcast before, but I think it was the project life evolution and how there was suddenly this different format and people wanted to do it in both paper and digital and, and then whatever we want to call hybrid in between that that started helping bridge these communities a little bit more. Um, because when I started in, in the 2008 to 2000, you know, nine ten 10 frame, they were very, very separate and there wasn't a lot of cross-pollination, um, at least from my perspective. And they certainly were, you know, I guess more techie than, than others maybe. I don't know.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. I think I just, I coming from the, the paper side for the most part, not to, you know, reinforce that duality. But, um, I definitely feel like I saw a lot of people, you know, sort of coming online in order to talk about this thing that they did completely separately from their computer. Mm -hmm. Whereas, you know, maybe digital scrapbookers, it was a little bit more, um, like the immersion in the digital space was, was a bigger deal.
0: Well, and I know I definitely came at it from this perspective, and that's it's why I started Simple Scrapper. Was I thought that digital was going to be the future? I thought that was going to be the way that people simplify their scrapbooking, and it turns out it's just one of the ways because a lot of us spend all day on the computer and don't necessarily want to do more things on the computer in the evening and some find that just as rewarding and it's not a big deal but for me i ended up moving away from digital because i missed having a tactile experience even though i I had fun in digital it's not that i didn't like it i just needed to get off the computer because i was working so much
1: Yeah, that's cool. All
0: right. So, you know, we've had this time from high school and since then, how do you think that your hobby has evolved since that time? And then how has the the online scrapbooking community changed since you first got involved?
1: Sure. So since that, that earlier time, I've definitely become less interested in techniques and less interested in finding the tool for the job. I don't know if that's a function of how our community has grown or if it has to do with you know, my own growth as a scrapbooker that those things don't interest me as much anymore, but I've become a lot more interesting in finding fun and meaningful ways to keep telling my stories and to to scrapbook and document my memories. Um, I'm always fascinated in how memory keeping is a form of self-care for me and how it is for others too. Um, And I like examining my creative practice through different lenses, like personality type frameworks and Other things about myself. So it's a lot more introspective what I'm doing now.
0: No, I can see that. And I think that the more there's a certain freedom with online conversations that we can go a little bit deeper without fear than maybe we would even in person. With, with others, especially if we're, these are just like maybe our scrapbooking acquaintances who we see at a crop. But when you're online, maybe you, you feel that comfort level to, to share more and be more vulnerable and, and you know, look at things from different perspectives.
1: Right. I think so for sure. And I think that there are so many different types of online communities now that um, that there are different platforms that provide the space for different types of conversations like that. So, you know, maybe Instagram isn't the place to delve into something that introspective when usually people are just scrolling and seeing inspiring projects. But something like the Simple Scrapper community, for instance, is a great place to have those meaningful discussions. It's both private and it um, allows for some deeper connections.
0: Exactly. Yeah. I I love some of the conversations we have there and topics that I wouldn't even have uh, have thought to bring up myself that members will raise and and we end up having a really thoughtful conversation. And and the members are often having it before I've ever even logged on. And I try to find something to contribute, but they do such a beautiful job by themselves too.
1: Yeah. Well, and one of the big changes that I have seen in the, the scrapbooking community over the years is, you know, we talked about all that anonymity and sort of um, separateness that we used to have between our online lives and our, our non-online lives. And a lot of that has been totally blurred in today's, like, There's just the way we interact with social media in general and how we do that with scrapbooking is no, no exception. Um, you know, we're, we're kind of more like quote unquote out as scrapbookers these days, just by virtue of posting on our own public Facebook accounts or Instagram accounts.
0: Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, I have, a ridiculous number of Facebook friends that people that I don't know in person, but they're scrapbooking friends, quote unquote. Um, and, you know, some of them I'm closer to than others and others, you know, friend me because they know me from Simple Scrapper. And it's, it's so fascinating because I'm not, it's not something I'm trying to hide at all, but
1: yeah, that's, a, it's just an interesting dynamic to think about. Right. And something that's so funny about that to me is that, scrapbooking itself like as an industry is technically less mainstream now than it was you know 10 or 15 years ago when you're talking about like the the size or the number of people involved but Very true. I'm I'm a hundred times more connected to other scrapbookers now than I than I was then that's super
0: interesting so you said you started around 2004 I wonder if those who like started in the late 90s and were like more serious in in-person experiences, if they
1: would feel the same or not. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, it might just depend on whether they've kept up those personal connections in scrapbooking, if they're still going to crops with their friends and if they still have a scrapbook store to go to. Um, I imagine some of them do and others have have moved online. And I also think that as you mentioned
0: that we've you know, maybe our conversations have evolved from just talking about what is acid safe and, you know, what <laughs> what what actual products we're going to use to how are we going to tell our stories? How are we going to deal with these thousands of photos that we're taking? We, you know, are going beyond the surface and, and trying to
1: find strategies that work for everyone. Right, right. It's not quite as nuts and bolts anymore. And it's a little bit more um, finding what works for you.
0: And that's the whole point of this podcast too. (laughs) One thing that that popped into mind as we were talking is that there's been this shift in in recent years. Like, for example, uh, Studio Calico took away their forums and that was, you know, that was their business decision. But it's interesting to see how conversations have shifted, um, often away from forums um, towards social media and even away from blog comments. I remember when I started blogging that was like the place conversations were happening and then they don't quite happen as much there anymore. It's all about the the social connections, but as you said those are also very fleeting
1: and not an opportunity to go deeper. Right, right. I mean, I've definitely seen that shift to, you know, using Facebook and Instagram instead of those, those forums. I don't know if it's more of a a marketing strategy of meeting people where they are, or if, you know, it's just so much easier to advertise and get the word out in those, those public spaces than it is um, in a closed forum.
0: But of course there are benefits to having a closed forum. And I'm curious, you know, we're probably both in dozens of facebook groups i would guess if not more than that and i'm curious i think that's the kind of the different space between facebook groups communities like simple scrapper that's on mighty networks and other ones that are that have a little bit of a container to it versus being all public i think that's where you can get a more you know closer intimate relationship going
1: right absolutely
0: so I guess t- taking the big picture perspective, what benefits do you think you've personally received from being in an online community?
1: Oh, my gosh. I never expected those benefits to be so great. Like, just the fact that even though I was in those CK message boards or whatever, that was a really short-lived period of time. And then you know, I went for years really just consuming content and not creating it. Um, and I think of all of us who are sharing any of our scrapbook pages on on social media or in forums or anything like that is creating content, right? So I just never expected once I kind of jumped in and started sharing pages on Instagram and in, other, in Facebook groups and things like that, I never expected to grow so much as a scrapbooker like based on the inspiration and the motivation I get from all of the, the people in this online community. Um, and so that that's really one big aspect of it is that I feel like I'm a faster scrapbooker. I make decisions more easily. I've kind of soaked up that knowledge from all of the, the challenges that I've done um, in Facebook communities and in and, and Instagram and things like that. Um, Instagram has led me to join a couple of design teams. Um, and so that's really helped grow my skills as well. Um, but aside from all of that, like, you know, building skill as a scrapbooker is a huge benefit, but I just never knew I'd be able to make such meaningful connections with people online.
0: That is a really, really big point because I've had certain conversations with people in person over the years. And I think there's still this, this, maybe it's a misconception that it is still totally anonymous. And of course there are trolls out there and there's, uh, there is negativity and, and darkness that we don't, that's, that's, you know, not relevant to this conversation, but on the whole, the scrapbooking community is so warm and genuine and giving and supportive. And as you said, you can make real connections that turn into in
1: real life friendships. You really can. And I'm sure that there are other communities like it. I want to believe there are other communities like it, but. I don't think that we should take for granted just how warm and welcoming and wonderful the online scrapbooking community is. I know I have friends who are just completely amazed at the amount of chattiness that my scrapbooking friends and I have on Instagram, um, because they're just like, wait a minute, you got how many comments? And it's like, yeah, we're all talking about this. And it's just not how they use Instagram at all. Yeah. Um, and it's just really cool I know I have what my very best friend is um a, a photographer a freelance photographer and the online photography community at least the ones that she's found are just they're a lot more withholding <laughs> it's almost like they're competing mm-hmm. with each other and so yeah. they they don't want people stealing each other's shots and secrets because that might undermine their businesses and there's something about scrapbookers, even those who do have their own businesses, where it's just everyone's encouraging and it's like, oh, you copied that thing that I did? That's perfect. We have a term for that. It's called scrap lifting and we want you to do it. <laughs> it's just, it's really neat because I think the, the main goal is just that we're encouraging others to, to get their stories documented and that makes us feel good in the same way that we feel good when we get our own documented
0: very well said. I think that the fact that we have this, this term scrap lifting, and that's an encouraged activity really highlights how inclusive a scrapbooking is and how we just, we all want to see this hobby continue to thrive and people to tell their stories in whatever way works for them. And even though it may not be the, the mainstream hot hobby, I don't, I don't necessarily believe that it will not come around again as as things change and evolve and, and
1: technology continues to,
0: to support our evolution in it.
1: Exactly. Yeah, I totally agree. And the amount of people that I still encounter all the time who have been scrapbooking for 20, 30 and 40 years. I mean, the, the people who it always meant something to really stuck with it and they haven't gone anywhere. And then I, I just really hope that new scrapbookers are finding scrapbooking. And I feel like I think that the, the online community that we have right now is one of the few places that new scrapbookers just kind of have to stumble upon. And I, I don't know what you think about that. If like people are finding scrapbooking through this community.
0: I I would guess maybe they're finding it through Instagram um, possibly through connections with the planning community, because that's a very, very large community. But if you're into doing more crafty things with your planner you might then end up stumbling on some scrapbooking. Um, if you like to use, oh, the Instax cameras. There's a whole community around that. I mean, everyone's taking pictures and they're posting them. And, and but I do think there's something with Instagram and hashtags that's probably providing some of that cross pollination.
1: Um, yeah, I would, I would believe that for sure. That 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 kind of makes finding those communities a little bit. You know, I don't want to say organic because it's not. It's manufactured, but it feels organic <laughs> to stumble upon this hashtag.
0: Yeah, and I guess maybe on Facebook, it's probably more based on who you're friends with and whether or not Facebook's going to recommend like a group in your sidebar that your friend likes. And so there's a chance that that you might like something like that. So you click on it and check it out. Like, what's this weird thing that, you know, Susie's involved with? Oh, I might like to do that. Let me join that group. Right, right. And maybe you've never even talked to Susie that you were interested in this thing. And then you find out you're in the group together. You know, I think those (laughs) types of things happen all the time.
1: Yeah, I just discovered this morning that one of my coworkers is a scrapbooker because she asked me what I did this weekend. And this past weekend, when we're recording this at least, was National Scrapbook Day. Mm -hmm. So that opened up a conversation. And it's like, I had no idea you were a scrapbooker. And this
0: is probably a conversation for another day. But there's this dichotomy between the online and the offline scrapbookers. Um, that Those who maybe haven't discovered that we do have this online community um, maybe are not as in touch with scrapbooking and a non-chronological approach or are really thinking about the stories first or, or finding ways to make it less overwhelming, you know, a start to finish process. Um, and that's that's always fascinated me because it is very, very different. I've been to stores and I see how women are scrapbooking and I'm so happy they're scrapbooking, but it's very different from how I approach it. And a lot of the things that we talk about on our podcast.
1: Yeah, that's really true. I've noticed that too. The, the couple of times I've had the rare opportunity to go attend a crop or something like that. It's just it's entirely different. And I've been asked a lot of questions at those crops, like, what are you doing? And what made you decide to do that? And I'm like, oh, well, I got inspired by looking at this. And it, it's just so interesting, the, just the different types of inspiration and resources that are available. And it almost makes, um, I don't know, I've kind of noticed that members of the online scrapbooking community almost scrap in a different language than, yeah. than other scrapbookers.
0: And it's not, it's not like better or worse, but it is different. And I think it also evolves faster because somebody has a new idea and some people like it. And then all of a sudden we're all doing traveler's notebooks and, you know, (laughs) we, the the trends travel faster because of that speed of online communication.
1: Yeah, they do. And sometimes because of that, like a a diehard 12 by 12 scrapbooker like me feels a little left in the dust. And so luckily I can still have fun and experiment on that 12 by 12 canvas. But, um, I, I just, I'm just not branching out (laughs) because I like my album system the way it is. Well, and that's totally cool. I think that,
0: that the, that's one of the things the online community has done is to show you all the options that are out there that you get to pick and choose from. I always like to call it like the creative buffet that you're (laughs) not, you can't eat everything on the buffet. Otherwise you won't feel so good. So you have to pick and choose the
1: things you like best Um, That's true. And I do go back for my favorite foods every time I go to a restaurant. So maybe it fits my personality too.
0: Yeah. I mean, your 12 by 12 layouts are like the mac and cheese of, (laughs) of scrapbooking. So I'm curious what you think about the online community and why it's important for scrapbookers to feel a part of something today. And, and then I want to tangent this to talk specifically about women and and our
1: need for community. Sure. So I, I think, you know, we've already hit on the fact that a lot of the the, the stores and the the places where we used to find scrapbooking have, have gone away. And so that digital space is just really important. I also really like that the online scrapbooking community has evolved right ar- right along, like just digital online spaces in general. Like, I think it's great that this hobby has been able to sort of keep up with the times and that it's all over, you know, the internet. Um, but when it comes to women, like I, I really do think that that community is specifically important for women. Um, I really do, and I want to preface that with saying that, like, I'm, I'm always careful when I talk about our community to not gender it too much. Of because course, because I, I, agree. I really, yeah, like I really struggle with um, the idea that we, by talking about women in scrapbooking or maybe like addressing a group of scrapbookers as ladies or whatever that we might alienate male scrapbookers the way that women are usually alienated from male pursuits. But, um, that said, it is true that women are still alienated and are treated as other in a lot of different spaces. Um, and our voices are still silent, still marginalized. I mean, the women's studies master's degree in me cannot deny that. Um, and so, in many, many of the ways that we structure our lives and our families, women are often isolated from each other. They're so busy with work and family that sometimes women don't have those close relationships where they learn about what other women are going through and what their struggles are. Um, I just think that, that having a community of women, and especially one like today's uh, crafty community where we are talking about our lives and we are sharing deeper stories than, you know, just talking about what punches we bought. I think that that we're really learning a lot about what it means to be women today and what, you know, inspiring each other to to be strong, to go through all the different things that we go through in life. If that makes sense? Oh, it
0: does. It does. And I and I think that the the emphasis that we have on on storytelling as as part of the process helps women and and everyone participating find their voice and maybe be able to project that into the world and the rest of their life. So so the words that you craft on your page then become part of the words you use in real life and communicating with your families and with, with the outside world.
1: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. There's something so empowering about telling your own story, and yes. especially yes. for women whose stories, many stories throughout history and, and all over the world are erased so often. And I don't want that to sound over dramatic, but it, it's definitely true that that women's stories are so often sidelined and they don't get told unless we tell them ourselves. Um, I think that it it's really cool and I've I've told um, my friend Amanda this before, that I I have this degree in women's studies where I've learned all about women's lives in many different ways. And I've I've really learned just as much or more about women and their stories by being a part of this online scrapbooking community for so long and for reading the journaling on everyone's pages and listening to, to women talk about um, really everything they're struggling with. Um, not that all the stories have to go that deep, but it's still just a great snapshot of all these women's lives. I mean, tons and tons of people are doing Week in the Life right now, and mm-hmm. they're documenting every aspect of their daily lives in ways that we only wish that our mothers and grandmothers had done so that we could see what they went through. But, it,
0: but I think even in doing it, though, it, it connects us to all those stories that that have and, and haven't been told from the past. We're just we're just carrying on that tradition uh, of documenting where we can and even, you know, making it even more visible than it has been.
1: Yeah, I totally agree.
0: So, so shifting gears here, and, and I think this is one of the important parts of the conversation, and we've certainly hinted at this, have you made like specific in real life friendships with people that you've met online?
1: Yes, I really have. And it's super cool. Um, so I've ha- I've been lucky to, enough to go to a couple of scrapbooking retreats, and I've met women there that I already knew from, from the online community. And we've maintained those friendships. But even I, I would call some of the friends that I've met through the scrapbooking community and still haven't met in person. I would still call them in real life friends, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just just because some of them I've been able to video chat with and to have scrappy sessions with while I while we while we craft together. Um Or just the amount of sharing that you can do through text and through writing. I don't know if that's just the introvert in me or the writer in me, but I can make more meaningful connections that way than with somebody that I may see in person and have small talk with. Um, There's just so much that you can get across and evoke and share with somebody um, through a lot of our modern ways of communication. I love that. As a fellow introvert,
0: online communication is certainly a more comfortable playground than, you know, meeting up with a stranger for coffee and, and trying to make small talk before you get to the good stuff, which we introverts really like. And online, you can, you tend to, con, you know, you skip that icebreaker and you can just jump right into it.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And sometimes I can convey more through, you know, some text conversations and a couple of gifs, and then maybe a quick video, um, and and maybe you know that shares more of myself than than somebody who sees me in person does get to see. Oh yeah, I love that. I love that.
0: Yeah, I've certainly made so many great friendships um, through the scrapbooking community. I, I mentioned that that woman who had contacted the the stranger who I thought might kill me <laughs> um, contacted <laughs> me, and um, she since unfortunately moved away, but. Um yeah, just so many fascinating people. And you know, when I moved here, I ended up randomly in this Facebook group called Um Making Friends is Hard, CU edition, and CU is the acronym for our town, Champagne Urbana. And it was just this it it made me realize that as an adult, it's hard to make new friends with whom you have something in common. And even through that group which didn't have to be scrapbookers there turns out there was this girl in my town who went to the same high school with me. So the more that you do to connect online you can find those those likenesses whether it's in scrapbooking or or your fandom for Megadeth or whatever <laughs> that you can you know find people who like the same things you do and that yeah. makes it makes the I don't know it it, it breaks the ice a little bit easier. Because then you can
1: actually jump right into that, that real friend. Yeah. I mean, this is probably a perfect time to share that I met my husband online. <laughs> oh, so cool. So cool. I love it. Yeah. I mean, we were, we're both introverted people who were, you know, post-college when we're not like just naturally with people our age all the time anymore. And yeah. meeting online was just perfect. So oh, I
0: love it. Yeah. That's perfect for the story.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> So I'm curious. Other than what we've mentioned so far, what other online scrapbooking communities
1: do you hang out in? Um, so online scrapbooking communities, I am. Well, Instagram is really my ma- my main space, um, but I also kind of have scrappy FOMO in that I can't I can't know about cool scrapbooking places and communities and not want to be a part of them. So. I'm in a huge laundry list of Facebook groups and I find them all fun. Kind of like you said, the ones that are targeted on specific topics Mm -hmm. are are really fun. The general open chat ones are really fun. Um, I'm in the simple scrapper forum. The awesome ladies collective is a really cool place to hang out. It's also a community that has kind of gone off of the, the, the Instagram Facebook grid Mm -hmm. and done its own thing. Um, so, so those are the, the main spaces for scrapbooking. And then I do also belong to some um, personality type framework uh, Facebook groups where I I like to connect with people around, um, you know, kind of psych- psychology topics and things like that, like Myers-Briggs and the Enneagram um, and, and things like that, which really helped me with those connections I like to make to scrapbooking and, and self-reflection and things like that.
0: Ooh, if you could send me some links of your favorite groups for that, we can include those in the show notes because I oh, know sure. we end up talking about Gretchen Rubin a lot on here and the four tendencies. And we certainly talked about Myers-Briggs and Enneagram as well. I, I think our audience really loves to to really, you know, think hard about what makes us unique and how that influences the, your choices in scrapbooking.
1: Yeah, I'll definitely send you some. I'm I'm interested like I'm part of the um Personality Hacker Podcasts Intuitive Awakening Facebook group and then the other one that I'm really involved in is actually one that's specific to my Enneagram type and there are groups for every type. Oh, so awesome. really you just so have fun. to search those. Yeah. But i am i am a I'm a nine and it's really nice to be able to connect to my nine people because we get each other like no one gets each other. Oh
0: fascinating. I'm I took the test a long time ago and it told me I was a three. I just took a quick test again recently and it said I was a three again. So I guess I'm a three. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that could be. That's one where they, they really caution against t- just typing yourself from a test. Like, but if you've read the description and it resonates, then you're probably good to go. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. So I know there's one other community that you're pretty deeply involved in, and you've actually just taken over the Get It Scrapped Facebook group and rebranded it as the Scrappy Like a Fox
1: Facebook group. So yes. what, what influenced <laughs> that decision and how'd that come about? Okay. So yeah, like you said, that is brand new. And Credit for my taking over as host of that Facebook group actually fully goes to the amazing Debbie Hodge, who owns Get It Scrapped and who started Get It Scrapped and who developed that Facebook community in the first place. And after Get It Scrapped discontinued its membership last year, I, I think this is another testament to our creative community. It's just that Debbie was so thoughtful in transitioning aspects of this membership that she built um, in this community that she built around scrapbooking in ways that would allow allow it to go on. So if you're not familiar with Get It Scrapped, it's a membership and education site that's been around for many, many years um, where classes were provided and there was a community and then a a really fun um, scrapbook page creation challenge that happened every year at its forums called Calvin Ball, which is based on Calvin and Hobbes. So it was just a really fun and really educational and introspective kind of place to be for scrapbooking. And I had the privilege of teaching a few classes uh, with them. And so when the when she decided to discontinue the membership and pr- pursue some of her other online businesses, she runs a, an amazing uh, site about teaching what you do or how to teach online classes. Um, she decided to transition Calvin Ball, um, which went to Alice Bowl over in the Scrap Happy group. And um, she offered the Facebook group to me. So rather than disband this Facebook group that's been around for years with 3.5 thousand members in it, she knew that I was a regular commenter and that we had some of the same philosophies on um, you know, how to talk about scrapbooking and teach scrapbooking. And she'd seen some of my um scrappy trend watch videos that I do on Instagram on IGTV. And she asked me if I'd be willing to take over the group, and I was just thrilled. I couldn't pass that opportunity up. Um, it was kind of like one of those fantasy moments where your favorite band pulls you on stage and lets you be the lead singer. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I did, I felt like this strong desire to continue the great conversations we were having in the Get It Scrap Facebook group. I felt like a Facebook group could be a great place to expand some more discussion and sharing for the the online initiatives that I've started on Instagram, which are Scrappy Trend Watch and Scrappy Christmas in July. And I tend to to like just jumping in and starting fun things on Instagram all the time. And people share and use the hashtags. But Instagram is so fleeting. Like once that content's there, it's gone. It's not really gone, but everybody scrolls past it and it's technically gone. Um, but with Facebook groups, you know, somebody could share something in one of these challenge threads and it it can keep the the sharing alive and continuing the inspiration. So I think that's a really fun place to kind of kind of do more um, and to share more and, and in a deeper way. So kind of along the lines we were talking about different platforms serving different purposes. Um I'm excited for Facebook to sort of serve that purpose.
0: Well, I always loved how Debbie and, and her Get It Scrap team had this, this emphasis on thoughtful design and really understanding design principles and using your products to support your stories and, and really just having fun with it. And I think that your, your take on it with Scrappy Trend Watch is really going to just amp that up even further.
1: Thanks. Yeah, I'm excited for that. I used to tell Debbie that Get It Scrapped was like the Mensa of scrapbooking because like on any given day, she'd be teaching about like gestalt theory and then to how to add a narrative arc to your your albums. And I just, I think of myself as a perpetual student of scrapbooking and of all sorts of other topics. And so I hope that as a group now we can have a lot of those same kind of conversations. Yeah, I think it's going to be fun. Yeah. So that group has transitioned from being called the Get It Scrapped Facebook community um, which if you were already a member there, you're still a member. But now it's called the Scrappy Like a Fox Facebook group. And I'm Scrappy Like a Fox on Instagram. So I didn't I, I didn't choose the name for any self-serving reasons. I, I don't even have a scrappy business of any kind. But I do like the name because I want us to all be scrappy like foxes. I want us to continue to travel in packs like foxes by having this community. Um, I think when you add like a fox to something, you're adding like the notion that something is done with cunning and with precision, um, and, and cleverness. And I think that that is what we are all doing when we have these great conversations and and put that kind of thought into our scrapbooking.
0: Oh, I love it. I love it. That's yeah. The, the branding is perfect and it really just fits in and such a natural evolution, um, with what you're going to offer to the group. So uh, can you offer any sneak peeks about what's,
1: what's to come? Yeah, yeah. So other than the ongoing conversations and sharing, um, we just wrapped up National Scrapbook Day weekend with six scrappy trend watch challenges. And the way those work is that basically I just kind of Curate the public content of what people are sharing on social media publicly um, and notice trends that are going on with how people are maybe doing something specific with design on their scrapbook projects. Maybe there's a particular motif or pattern that's really popular. And I like to highlight those and turn them into challenges for others to motivate and inspire us to scrapbook. So there weren't any prizes or anything. They weren't deadline-oriented challenges. It was more just for fun and motivation. But there are threads in the group where you can jump in and participate, and those will stay up indefinitely. Um, And I'm going to continue to add more of those as they come up. Um, I shared 12 trends last year for 2018, so it was kind of a monthly uh, type series. And then this year, I went ahead and did all six here at kind of the halfway point of the calendar year. So maybe we'll do more by the end of the year. Um, and then the other initiative that I lead on Instagram is called Scrappy Christmas in July. Um, and basically, it's just for those of us who either don't do December daily or need to catch up December daily or they raising don't. Hands. Their- yep, <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah so i I always just go ahead and save all of my holiday stories and I scrapbook them in the summer, which is summer for us here in the United States. Um, but I scrapbook them in you know June, July, and August, mostly July, and I call it Christmas in July. So I, I just feel like I like to have those memories while they're happening and not scrapbook in real time. I know tons of people are inspired by December daily, but they feel that pressure and guilt to stay caught up with it. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with jumping in six months later and documenting that instead during the summer, maybe finishing up a project, maybe going back and finishing up one of those older ones. Um, Or it's a good time to get a head start on holiday product like projects. Um, If even if you are one of those, those people who has everything finished. I don't know any of those people. (laughs) (laughs) I have met some through this Scrappy Christmas in July initiative. And what they do is they start their foundation pages early or they make a bunch of holiday cards or they do mini albums documenting childhood stories. And so, like, there's so many different things you can do for holiday projects. Oh, for sure.
0: No, I know my mom always starts her cards, like, in January because it's going to take her the whole year. Um, She does a lot of, like, um, the tiny scissor cutting things. And okay. so, you know, and, she, and as, as she's getting a little older, she doesn't have the, quite the dexterity in her hands. And so she has to take breaks in between. So it takes her all year long to do her little cuttings for December.
1: <laughs> that's so cool, though. That's such diligence. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I, I would be remiss to end this podcast without talking about something else that you created. And that's the Scraps Insight Calamity card game. <laughs> so this is based on the cards against humanity format but it's all scrapbook topics and i purchased yep. this myself um last fall and printed it out to take to my retreat and then i'm going i have printed out all the cards and i'm cutting it with my paper trimmer and i'm like oh my gosh i'm in the game <laughs> <laughs> I don't consider myself that much of a scrapbooking celebrity to be in the game. And so that was very flattering um, (laughs) and (laughs) an awesome treat for sure. Um, But it's just, it's, it was so fun to play with fellow scrapbookers at the simple scrapper retreat. And just, as you said, like we all know the lingo and it was, it's just so fun. And you guys, it's only $5 on Tracy's Etsy shop. So you have to go pick it up and print it out and play with your friends.
1: (laughs) Oh sure! Well, I'm so excited to hear that you played it. That makes me really happy. But also, like, because the biggest complaint I get is like, I want to play this game, but I have no one to play with play it with in person. But that's the only time I've been able to play it too, is if I've taken it to a retreat. Can't we play it online? How- so maybe, but I I haven't really figured out an easy way. We need to try to do to do that do yet. That. Yeah, if I was an if I could build apps, I would do it. But well, I, everybody, I think <laughs> would have to have their own set basically yeah I think so I actually did have one scrapbooker who purchased the game and and shared on Instagram that she and her friends were playing over Skype and they all like basically she had mailed out packets of cards like she had split her deck up into three parts Uh and mailed the cards to her her friends that's so fun I love Um, it yeah so much fun
0: well, Tracy, this has been a delightful conversation. Is there anything else you want to share about what's coming up for you or final thoughts on the real, the real beauty and benefit of online communities?
1: Yeah, I just, I can't stress enough how important this scrapbooking online community is to me. The fact that I truly can say that I have over a thousand friends that I, whose names I know and whose lives I know about um, who take an interest and care about my own life. Um, Which for introverts, it, that's very impressive. It's very impressive. And what's <laughs> funny about it is that I was, I've always been one of those really content people who feel like I d- don't have enough time for my friends as it is. And so I didn't go looking for this amount of friends or this kind of community online, but mm-hmm. I really never knew what i was missing and i would there would there would really be a a void in my life if i didn't have it anymore um i mean i have friends who are in that category of friends i consider real life friends at this point who sent me flowers when my father passed away last fall like it's just these are real and meaningful friendships where you know i got married a decade ago but i think if i was getting married now i'd have to fly some of these ladies out to be in my wedding <laughs> like it's just it's really cool how that's evolved. And it's not just the, like the actual friendships, but being able to connect through that hobby and to, to really find inspiration to keep going in this hobby. Um, not that I think I'd lose the spark for it without the online community, but it is so fun creating like with and for a scrapbooking audience because we all get it. We all talk about the same things and speak the same language.
0: Yeah, I mean, it really makes a difference. I think that if I didn't have the creative inspiration from challenges and examples of what other people are doing, especially like innovations with different products, I'd probably just make photo books, which would be fine. And I think that's a a perfectly fine avenue, but I certainly wouldn't have as much fun if I wasn't connecting with others and being challenged uh, by the, the conversations and all the different ideas. Well, Tracy, again, I want to thank you so much for this conversation. And I want to wish everyone out there all the best. And remember that you have permission to scrapbook your way.